Welcome to Kid Tech, the podcast that goes behind the scenes with the movers and shakers and disruptors of the global kids industry. Today, our guest really needs very little introduction. Um, I'm here with Isaac Larian, who's the CEO and founder of MGA Entertainment. Isaac, welcome to Kid Tech. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on your show. I appreciate it. Isaac, you started MGA in 1979. And, you know, obviously today, I mean, people know MGA for um, for LOL Surprise and, and, and for lots of other brands. I think a lot of our listeners would be amazed at, at how many successful brands have come out of MGA. Um, what are, I mean, I, I don't need you to list all of them, but what are some of your favorites over the years? Yeah, thank you, Dylan. Yes, we are as a company very passionate about toys. Mm -hmm. We are unusual compared to our competitors. We create our own IP. Mm -hmm. We have created over 11 IPs that have gone. I mean, we have done a lot more than 11, but mm -hmm. 11 of them have gone from either 100 million to multi billion dollar businesses. LOL surprise is uh, the, uh, the one right now, but mm. uh, also recently we none on our surprise is a $300 million business. Mm. Rainbow High, which was just launched about three weeks ago. It is already the number two best-selling fashion dog, right behind LOL OMG dog. That franchise will be four or $500 million by next year. Bratz was, a multi-billion dollar business mm. uh, that we're also known for. Moxie is another one. Lala Lupsi, a billion dollar franchise. And next year is the 10th anniversary. And uh, I can go on. There is so much of it. And I give all the credit really to my team. I am just a cheerleader, but they are uh, they are the ones who make it happen. Well, uh, I think... As they, I say they say in toy business it takes a village to make a toy. And is is that I mean, the toy business today, I mean, you know, despite the fact that it's it, I suppose it's you know you've got a team that's working with you on all of these successful brands over the years. The toy business today must be very different to what it was when you started. Oh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean. I am old, I'm 66 years old, so I'm proud to go to the movies when they open, show my ID and go get a half price ticket. <laughs> I need the discount. But, uh, but when we started on, uh, Dylan, when we started in, TV, in, the, in the toy business, mm. there was such a thing called double-double. Basically, if you had a product that was TV advertised, A, you had to produce a TV commercial right. in advance to, to prove to the retailers you you're, have invested and you mean it when you say you're gonna go ah. on TV. B, you put those on Nickelodeon, Disney, etc., Cartoon Network, mm. Fox Kids. And if your sales doubled, Every week for two weeks, you had a success mm. after the TV. And if the TV, if it wasn't, then you had a failure. Right, right. Today, the world has changed so much. We hardly do any TV advertising, very little. 
So that's, that's, we take that money and do digital marketing advertising. Some of the things that we do with you guys is super awesome. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I look at the uh, number of views and the effect, so it has changed drastically. Mm-hmm. And in order to succeed in this business or frankly Dylan, in any business, you need, one has to be able to change quickly with the times. Mm-hmm. If you don't change, the train will leave the station and you will be left behind. And how do you, Isaac, how do you stay sharp? How do you keep on top of those trends? Because again, I, I think, you know, if we were having this conversation and, and you had had, you know, one successful brand or two or maybe even three, but you just seem to keep knocking them out of the park. Um, so yeah. how, how do you stay on top of those trends? Okay, well, thank you. Again, uh, it's not just me. We have an incredible team that's been with me for over 25 years. Hmm. And uh, what we do, you know, I am, uh, I am really passionate about the toy business. Hmm. I don't need to work the way I'm working now, but I still work 14, 15 hours a day. I sleep, uh, I always had this problem, three to four hours a day. Hmm. And we are constantly checking. I mean, you know, I don't know if you know the story of LOL Surprise. What happened with the, how LOL Surprise came about was, you know, my kids were talking to me and teasing me. They're not kids, they're adults now. But uh, they were teasing me that, uh, hey, you're old fashioned. You don't know uh, what's a new way of doing things. And I challenged them, I said, such as, and, uh, uh, and they said, well, you don't know about this iPhone unboxing. Hmm. So I, I thought, you know, kids uh, a lot of times joke with you and do pranks on you. So I thought that's what they were doing. And hmm. I said to myself, who the hell is gonna uh, videotape unboxing an iPhone and then taking the videotape and putting it on YouTube. Right. So, so one, one night in the middle of the night, I was up. So I went on YouTube and put Apple iPhone unboxing. And I saw so many videos and so many views. I said, oh my God, this is crazy. Then I did toy unboxing and I saw a lot of things there. Mm. So it gave me the idea, why don't we just make the, the most exciting unboxing toy? Mm. So you can go ahead and buy it at retail. And that's how LOL come, uh, Surprise came up. But the, this is what we do all the time. We are just looking uh, outside uh, where people are not looking. And I mean... When you think about, I, I, I kind of wanted to talk about innovation specifically, right? Because as, as companies get older um, they and they get bigger, you know, generally speaking, they get less innovative. Yes. Um, and how do you, so you, you talk about the team that's, that's, that, that you've had there with you for years. I mean, how do you stay pushing yourself? Because I mean, you can go and look at YouTube and you can go and see what's going on there, but, but it's, it's got to be difficult. To, to keep challenging yourselves, you know, to think, to, to look for those new ideas. 
Yeah. Are there other it, things you do? Yeah, of course. I mean, Dylan is there. You know, I always tell people I have a lot of quotes. One of it is that the best steak is made with salt and pepper. Mm. Uh, but keep it simple. Right. First thing we got to do is we're dealing with children. Yeah. And, you know, as 66 year old man, I'm proud. I love children. I mean, the best love of my life is my grandson, who's two and a half years old. Right. I, I always love children. So I bring myself and my team, I have taught them over the years to come to a, no matter how old you are, mm. become virtually a child, a four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, mm. and look at life through the lens of five, six-year-old. Mm. That's the first thing to do. And the kids are changing all the time mm. because again, kids are like alien. They have their own language. And that they talk certain things certain day and adults don't understand them. So you have to decode that. Mm. So that's the first thing. The second thing you gotta do, kids are so smart. People don't give them credit. Yeah. Yeah. They look for detail. They look for uh, the innovation mm. all in the box. So the other thing I tell my, my designers and packaging, do not do not uh, 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 take the magic out of the box. Mm. Do not take the magic out of the box. And I am an OCD when it comes to product and packaging. Mm. And detail is so important. I'm just going to give you a live example. Mm. In 2003, or 2002 actually, when we launched Bratz, I mean, it was a worldwide phenomenon. Hmm. We launched it two, a year before. And we had a distributor in UK and they had to make certain margins. And we had this Chloe doll that had hand stitch embroidery on the bottom of the pants hmm. that we sold in USA. In order to give the margin they wanted, I said, okay, what the hell, take that off because probably people don't uh, notice that. Hmm. Guess what happened? I got letters at that time. There were no emails. Hmm. I got letters from kids personally, got letters from kids in the UK saying, how come the, the Chloe brass doll that I bought in New York at Toys R Us had embroidery on the bottom of the jeans and the one I bought at Hamleys in the USA doesn't. So they pay attention to that detail. Mm -hmm. and you got to keep the detail in there i mean they want kids are very smart they're smarter mm -hmm. than adults give them credit for mm -hmm. hey, let's let's talk about packaging actually with so much um distribution and retail that's shifted to amazon i, I would presume that that there's been a shift in what those companies are looking for in terms of packaging i mean they i presume amazon and companies like that are looking for the smallest possible packaging Whereas physical retailers are looking for something that's that's you know much more of a showcase for the product. How has how has that changed over the last few years, and how are you dealing with it? Well, I I believe that whether it's on Amazon or at the stores at Walmart or Target, mm. packaging is a key part of uh, the whole play value. Yeah. When a kid gets an item for Christmas or Hanukkah, 
you package that, mm-hmm. no matter where is it coming from. And the, some of the excitement to get that present is unboxing that package mm-hmm. and to surprise and see what's inside. Can you imagine if you just took an LOL doll, threw away the package and put that under the Christmas tree? You will not have as much excitement as giving the kid the experience mm. of unboxing. So I am a big, big, big believer that packaging, for us, packaging is as important as a toy. Mm. And what we do with the packaging. And, you know, again, maybe an OCD, my, uh, my accounting department every day reminds me that package, packaging is a big portion of our cost <laughs> and it brings our... Uh, our, uh, our uh, margins down. And I say to them, I understand, please go complain to the board of directors. We have a board of director of one. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would imagine that board rarely disagrees with you. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, what, if, let, let's talk about the future for a second. Um, in 10 years time, what does MGA look like? What is MGA doing in 10 years time? Okay, that's a very good question. We are again, uh, uh, we are uh, like chameleon, we are adopting mm. and growing. And uh, again, MGA is going to become a, more and more even next year, really a global entertainment company uh, that entertains children worldwide. But that MGA is going to be always based on great toys. Mm. The foundation of the company is going to be great, great toys that uh, kids love to buy and play with. And, uh, and you know, that's the beauty, Dylan, of being public, being private, not public. Yeah. So but, you're, not, you're, not, um, you're, you're not tempted to, uh, to take up one of the many SPACs that are out there at the moment? Yeah, yeah no, no, thank you. No, I still have, <laughs> I still live in the same house that I lived since 1996. And I still eat three meals a day, which is too much. I got to cut it to two to lose weight. Yeah. So, so don't need the extra headache and the money. <laughs> um. The, the, I mean, I, th- I think it's, it's always been an interesting challenge. Well, certainly in the last five years for toy companies, you know, because you have got, you've had the rise of tablets, you've had the rise of games, you've, you, you've had all of these things that are, that are distractions. I mean, when you think about MGA's competition, how do you, how do you think about that really? I mean, who, and, and, and or do you even care about that? I really don't care. Uh, and look, when when this whole internet and everything came out, mm. everybody drove off toys. Oh mm. my God, nobody's going to play with regular toys anymore. And that's been going on for 10, 15 years already. Yeah. Again, I have been doing this for 42 years. This is my 42nd year in the toy business. Mm. And uh, kids always want to have a toy that they can touch and feel and real toys not what you see on two inch screen on your iphone etc yeah is what extends the imagination and the creativity of a child Mm. and 
more and more of this is happening. Now with COVID, Dylan, one of the things that we have seen, I mean, we own Little Tykes. Mm-hmm. Little Tykes business is up over 90%, hmm. over 90%. And the reason is that the moms and dads and grandparents are saying to themselves, oh my God, I don't want my child to be on iPhone or iPad or whatever 24-7. And God knows what's on, the, on those tablets. Yeah. I want them to play with real toys yeah. because A, it teaches them. B, it makes them a lot more creative. Mm-hmm. And I think long after I'm gone, there is going to be toys mm-hmm. that people will touch and play with. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned your grandson earlier. Um, and I presume that he is, I mean, he's two and a half, so he's probably using a tablet, some shape or form at this stage. (laughs) That's a, that's a good, good question. First of all, you know, my grandson, again, I told you, he's the love of my life. Yeah. He calls me Baba Toys in Persian. (laughs) Baba means grandpa. And he calls me Baba Toys because he comes to my office plays with, with toys hmm. all the time. So he, his mother, my daughter Jasmine, hmm. does not want him on iPhone or iPad. Right. And I babysit for this kid a lot of times. Hmm. And like any other grandpa, you know, sometimes he says, I want to see this movie. I want to see this thing. Right. So I... I, I give him my iPad and I'm sitting with him and let him watch it. Yeah, he gets fascinated with it mm. and then he gets bored and moves on. Mm. But the funny thing is dealing with the technology, I get a call from my daughter because she has a camera that she's having dinner and she's watching and she calls me and says, Dad, I can see you. I told you no screen for love. <laughs> so so I get caught. <laughs> so, but but yeah, to your point, it is. But it is gonna. It's always gonna be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's fascinating. I mean, I I just think, you know, it's it's interesting when you see kids growing up with screens. I I totally agree with you that, you know, physical play and physical toys are always going to be a part. But screens are there. I suppose whether whether Jasmine likes likes it or not, um. Do you ever think about artificial intelligence in toys? Like, do you, do you think about at some point in the future that, that, you know, to some degree, the toys are going to be able to interact back with the child? Do you think yeah, that's, a, that's a real prospect? It is a real prospect, especially in teaching. Mm. It's also kind of scary, to be honest with you, mm. because of privacy and what do kids see, don't see. Again, we are not going to make an Alexa. Right. I hope we are not mm. for a little kid. But, you know, we have a brand called Toby. Mm. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Mm-hmm. And it is really an Apple watch mm. for children. Yep. It's for actually, frankly, a $60 retail has more than what Apple watch in it has. Mm. Everything, fitness tracker, games, uh, teaching, etc. It's it's we are sold out of that. The, the, re, the response to that has been fantastic. Hmm. That has certain level of artificial 
intelligence in it. Right. But you got to be careful not to cross the fine line mm. because whether it's toys or anything else, once the computers mm. take over the thinking of human beings, then there's no more such a species called human beings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so I'm very conscious about that. And you mentioned privacy. I mean, when you look at digital marketing today, I mean, digital marketing and privacy and compliance are all starting to blend into one. And, you know, you were, you were talking about sort of the double, double, you know, back, back in the day in terms of, of TV, <clears throat> when you think about, you know, marketing your products today, it must be very, a very, very different conversation. I mean, you didn't have to think about privacy when you were, when you were, you know, thinking yeah. about TV advertising. Yeah, absolutely. And it's change, it's a changing dynamic all the time. Mm. And a, as a company, as a toy company who truly love children. I mean, I tell the public, I tell my employees, guys, children are giving us a livelihood. They are the ones who are giving us a livelihood. We owe it to them to protect them, to entertain them, to, to expand their imagination. Mm. We gotta treat them like gold. Mm -hmm. So. We have always, always been care very careful of that. And we will always be careful of that. So it's a fine line on, on that. It's evolving. Unfortunately, also, there's a lot of politics involved mm. in our business. You remind me a lot of Steve Jobs in terms of how you, you approach products. Did, did you guys ever meet? Yes, I was uh, very fortunate to meet Steve Jobs uh, that was an incredible uh, meeting. Uh, I went, flew to San Jose, mm. Palo Alto, actually went to his office, which is incredible. I never forget how that campus is set up. Mm. He was a genius. He's, he was a one of a kind mm. uh, in our business, one of a kind when it comes to creativity and vision. Mm. But that, that's, I mean, when you talk about jobs like that and you talk about them as being this creative, I mean, he was probably one of the, you know, one of the last sort of creative technology billionaires. And, and you know, most of the, the, the new billionaires that we're seeing today are coming from pure technology and really not much from design or creativity. So, I mean, why are we not seeing more Isaac Larians and Steve Jobs? Because in today's day and age, it's easy to make quick money on uh, every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Uh, I mean, you. somebody starts Tesla mm. and the stock price goes to God knows what, 2,500, whatever. Mm. And then another guy says, oh, Tesla's first name was Nikola. I'm gonna start Nikola, yeah. go to SPAC, get some money. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell people, I'm gonna come up with this big thing and boom, $20 billion. Uh, 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 valuation, which is, it's it's gonna be, a lot of these things. Frankly, is gonna end up in tears. Yeah. It reminds me of the dot com era. So it's easier to do that. But going back to Steve Jobs, mm. he wasn't really only technology. This man had an incredible, incredible, incredible eye for mm. simple design. 
If you get a chance, go on YouTube and type packaging for iPhone versus Microsoft. Or uh, I'll send it to you if you can't yeah. find it. Yeah, yeah. And look at the comparison. This guy had vision. Hmm. The product had to be simple. You know, no buttons. I mean, he was OCD. Hmm. But look at him now. Look at him now. I mean, he was not the innovator of, of uh, mobile phone. It was started with a company called Pilot, mm-hmm. uh, Palm Pilot. Then BlackBerry took over the world. And guess what happened to BlackBerry and Palm Pilot? Mm. I mean, just a simple design, simple design first and foremost. And then, of course, the technology of Apple took over. Yeah. So design, I think, is a very important part, even of technology. Uh, do, do you think, I mean, do you think this generation of kids growing up is, is less creative is, is less, are, are less capable of design than previous I, generations? I, I don't think so. I think, I think more and more, uh, this, this generation, and I'm talking about generation something like my, uh, my grandson, mm-hmm. they are a lot, I think they're evolving. They're a lot smarter than the generation before, mm. a lot smarter, and that's part of the evolution. But also, they are attuned and they are a lot into art and craft and design. Mm. So I think I think the creativity will continue and get better. Uh, not on, not only across toys, but across everything. Mm-hmm. Well, on that extremely inspiring and optimistic note, um, Isaac Larian, CEO of MGA Entertainment, thank you very much for joining us on Kid Tech today. Thank you. Thank you, Dylan. Thanks for having me. Be safe. Take care.